Hi and welcome to The Movie Girls, a podcast from two friends dedicated to answering the age-old question, which was better, the book or the movie? And I'm Hannah. And if you want to hear more from the movie girls, we are on Patreon. All you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash the movie girls to get access to all of our bonus content, which I feel like we need to start doing another uh, movie serials here soon. I know. What do you want to do? Well, funny (laughs) that you ask. If we want to wait for one that's like just going to be premiering, we can wait. But there was one that just premiered, I think, on Netflix, Anxious People by Frederick Bachman. Um, I'm hearing rumblings of like it being an okay series. I really like the book. It's kind of like a satire and like kind of funny, but like also not. I don't know. It's it's interesting. So maybe we'll do that one. But if not, we can wait a little bit. I'll let you decide. I'll (laughs) let you decide. Anyway, if you want to sign up to listen to any of our previous movie serials, we've done Firefly Lane, Behind Her Eyes, and I'm missing one. What am I? Oh, um, Nine Perfect Strangers. Yes. Uh, you can sign up uh, at the Movie Girls on Instagram or on Patreon. Anyway, <laughs> this week on the podcast, we are covering Lord of the Rings book and movie two titled The Two Towers. Yes. And I have titled this one Potatoes. 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 All right. So the book was originally published November 11th, 1954, and it's written by J.R.R. Tolkien. And as we are recording this mm-hmm. episode, which is January 3rd, it is actually Tolkien's birthday yes. today. So he happy birthday. He would have been the ripe old age of 130 years old. Wow. I mean, you know, you hear some stories about people people lasting to like 120 so i know i don't think i want to be that old. <laughs> no definitely not anyway happy birthday um mr tolkien uh the book has a goodreads rating of 4.7 out of 5 on goodreads i already said that <laughs> and the first edition of the book was 352 pages and the movie came out in 2002 which was just a year after the first one this one is actually rated pg which i thought was interesting because the other one is pg-13 yeah. and i thought this one was way more there's a lot more action yeah there's a lot more fighting yeah. and whatnot That's still an extra action adventure drama and it's two hours and 59 minutes long <laughs> So they there really have just it. squeeze as much juice out of that thing as they, they can. They really do. And there is an extended version on HBO Max if yeah, you we are watch interested that. in that. Um, <laughs> but again, directed by Peter Jackson, who has done all of these movies. So the IMDb synopsis reads, While Frodo and Sam edge closer to Mordor with the help of the shifty Gollum, the divided fellowship makes a stand against Sauron's new ally, Saruman, and his hordes of Isengard. I still don't understand why they had to name them so closely together. Just to confuse you oh, even more. The worst. <laughs> so a uh, couple interesting facts. Obviously, don't have too much, mainly because we talked most about it um, in the first episode. But so remember how uh, in last week's episode, I mentioned how he was originally wanting to uh, publish this as one complete yes. collection, which is what we have currently. Mm-hmm. But they originally published it in three different um, yeah. volumes. Well, the reason behind that I, I learned more is because there was post World War, post World War Two paper shortages and mm. um, size and price like fluctuations and things okay. like that. So they just decided, you know what, we're just gonna span these out and yeah, <laughs> not worry them. about it too much, I guess. Um, and then obviously, like I mentioned, uh, they're all in book. Even though we're talking about them as books, yeah, within the overall books, there is. 
other books. books. Yes. That makes sense. So <laughs> the Two Towers covers books three and four out of the six book series, mm-hmm. which is essentially three books. Yeah, it's very confusing <laughs> for yes, no reason. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> well, and then I was going to go into like the different names he had for them. Like I did last episode and I feel like that just confused yeah. things more. So I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> well, I will say like the books inside of the books uh-huh. uh, separate are separated pretty significantly like especially in this book which we will Mm -hmm. get into it's it's very segmented yes like it's you know in the boot in the movie it hops back and forth between characters and journeys and stuff the book is very not that yeah and we talked about that in in the first uh or last week's episode i think to your point this one was even more so like okay for book one is going to be this group and then book two is going to be this group and it was like Okay, I guess I, we'll go with that, but yeah. we'll get we'll get into it. <laughs> so for the Rotten Tomatoes, um, they are at ninety five percent on this on the second movie, which I think the last one was ninety four percent, so oh, a little bit higher. Okay, uh, which is just a, it just baffles me to get a, a, a rating that high. It's really hard, and again, we'll we'll compare it to Harry Potter. I think this book kind of separates itself a little bit from the Harry Potter series. Um, But I think these ones have higher ratings than Harry Potter. In my eyes, I'm I'm struggling with these a little bit (laughs) just because it's not where my mind, my mind doesn't go to this world very well. Okay. Um, That's fair. But yeah, so the budget for this movie was 94 million, which is 1 million more than the first movie, which makes sense because it's, a lot more intense, I yeah. think, than the other one. Uh, and then it grossed $947 million, which was $50 million more than the first movie. Okay, so at least they still made yeah, a profit they, yes, on top of it. Yes, very much so. Uh, yeah, don't worry about the profit <laughs> margin on these movies. It's just fine. I did win two Oscars for sound editing and visual effects. It was nominated for four mo- for four Oscars, including Best Picture, but ended up losing out to Chicago that year, uh, which okay. I have not seen Chicago. Neither have I, but everyone tells me I need to. Yes. So it must be good. <laughs> so the last, about what you'd say, hour of this movie is the Battle of Helm's Deep, right? Correct. So very, very very big part of this movie um it was it took them so long to film this like it's ridiculous like (laughs) i can't believe people didn't quit so it was edited down from 24 hours of footage which is a lot it was shot over four a four month pyramid and basically every day the cast was just drowned in water all day so you're telling me just this fight scene Mm -hmm. took four months yes Wow. Yes. And why were they drowned? Because it was raining? Yeah, because it, it was or... wet the entire time, oh, I wow. guess. That so, sounds awful. Very, very strange. Um, the orcs, you know, in mm-hmm. that in that um, fight scene, there's so many of them. Like, they, I guess they wanted, like, the orcs to all be, like, six feet tall and, like, whatever. Okay. But they needed so many extras that they ended up... Um, casting people who were like in the five foot range because they're like we just need people like whoever <laughs> That's right because they don't use any cgi right like every right. person that you're seeing is a real person which is wild yeah. um another thing about the orcs that i thought was interesting so the inside of their mouths they're disgusting yeah. it's disgusting creatures is all black well again because nothing is cgi they actually had all of the actors um use like a mouthwash that was licorice based that made their mouths look like that that's so which is disgusting well yeah 
Disgusting. Also, it makes me think of you remember like that fad where everyone was using charcoal toothpaste. Yeah, that that's what it uh-huh. reminds me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, so so many extras were used in that one scene, and it because it took so long, it kind of became this like joke of like if you were an extra in this movie and you survived that whole filming, it was like a little chip <laughs> on your shoulder. So they actually ended up making shirts that I that said I survived Helms Deep. That's so. And funny. I guess a lot of because there's so many of them, not everyone knew each other, yeah. but people would be wearing them around the city and end up meeting each other in New Zealand, being That's like, amazing. oh, hey, me too. I'm really glad that they went with the t-shirt and not a tattoo right. to, to commemorate it, because that would be a little intense, but yeah. I, that would be so fun to like just randomly like see somebody be like, huh. Yeah, and like have that shared experience. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So uh, I, there's actually, so the characters I want to cover right now, I have a lot more kind of detail of what they went through during mm-hmm. this because they're some of the bigger characters. So I wanted to jump into that. Uh, so we'll go with Legolas, mm-hmm. which I call him Legolas because that's how it's spelled. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> um, is played by the beautiful Orlando Bloom. He really is beautiful. He is. Uh, well, we know him um, for, for his, mostly for his work after this. Yes. Um, he was in Pirates of the Caribbean, obviously. Uh, Black Hawk Down, Troy, Romeo and Juliet. Um, I love him. I do too. He's a great guy. He was married to Miranda Kerr for about three years. Mm-hmm. I think they had a baby. Yes. And then he is now, did he and, and Katy Perry get actually married? I don't know. I know I, they're engaged. They're definitely together and they definitely a have a baby. Um, I don't know if they fully ever got like married, married. Yeah. So, but very cute. Love them. The, there are a couple I didn't see coming. No. You know what I mean? You know, sometimes you're just like, yeah, that makes sense. This one, I was just like, oh, huh. okay. <laughs> I think just because... Like, they're both, Miranda and Katie are both beautiful, mm-hmm. but just in very different yes. ways. So he clearly does not have a type, no. which I guess is a good thing. <laughs> well, and but I feel like she very much does. Yes. She likes the, the tall, dark, handsome, like the John Mayers, the Orlando Bloom. Yeah, but also like still pretty boy. Yeah. Not necessarily like rugged, but still like right. a pretty boy. <laughs> Cute. Well, Legolas is the pretty boy version. I would say 100%. the Pirates of the Caribbean, Orlando Bloom uh, is a little still dirtier. He's still pretty boy. He's still a pretty boy. He, they try to make him all True, like I rough guess, and tough. I guess. <laughs> um, he actually ended up breaking a rib in the movie because he fell off his horse oh. uh, during one scene, which is funny because I'll talk about this in a little bit. A lot of other people had injuries throughout the filming of this movie. I thought you were going to say it was the scene where he skateboards down the, uh, oh, yeah, the no, stairs. No, not that part. <laughs> um, I also read that he was actually a vegetarian before he filmed this movie. Um, the series, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I don't know if it was due to all the fighting scenes or just what... It was asked of him, but he ended up eating meat again during this movie. I don't know why, but I thought that was interesting. That's really funny. <laughs> um, so... I got to go in right after Legolas to Gimli Mm because they're kind of little two peas in a pod. They They really are. It's like the friendship you never knew you needed. Right. (laughs) But you're so glad you have. Exactly. Um, It's played by John Rice Davies, who is actually also the voice of Treebeard in this film. Oh, okay. Which I can totally see now that you say it or whatever. But um, he's done a ton of voice work um, throughout the years, including the Lord of the Rings video games. Mm, Um, He is in a lot of the voices of I those. do like his voice. Yeah. It's funny because I, I think you listen to the audiobook too mm-hmm. and the narrator really changes it up for Gimli's yeah. character and I love that because I yeah. can kind of hear hints of what Gimli in the movie also sounds like mm-hmm. too so I appreciate that. So I thought it was funny. I don't know why I didn't notice it as much in the first film or if they just had a, a lot more different perspectives in this one but 
there was a lot more scenes I felt like where he looked like a dwarf in this movie than in the last one. Like okay. I didn't fully notice in the first movie that he was so supposed to be so much shorter than I knew he was a dwarf, Interesting. but like there was a lot of scenes where I'm like, okay, like here he's very much shorter. Maybe because he, they're not with, the hobbits that much in this and movie. that could be too because they're supposed to be short too right yeah exactly so um ironically enough he uh john who plays this is actually taller than um orlando bloom and most of the <laughs> other characters um but obviously he had to be portrayed right. but they didn't it nothing again nothing is cgi'd in this movie so his he actually used um a double for this movie a, a dwarf double mm-hmm. and uh so he when he is in scenes like from far away there's the double double. but when he was right up next to them you know they use his face and you know perspective shooting um but what was funny enough though is that the um proportion between him and the hobbits was enough between him and elijah wood in in real life (laughs) that they didn't use the body double When they when he's with the hobbits, which I think is hilarious. Oh, that's so bad, but also so good. <laughs> yeah, so funny. Uh, one thing about him is that I guess when he was a little boy, he actually had um, lost like the end of his finger mm. um, in some sort of accident with like an engine because his dad was a I think an engineer or something. Mm-hmm. And during the filming of this movie, they needed to put like a gel tip finger on. on <laughs> I don't know why this one and not the other one, um, but they decided to play a prank on Peter Jackson and because he. He didn't know that he, uh-huh. it wasn't a, a real finger. So they pretended like his like his finger got fully chopped off during the movie oh and had gosh. fake blood and all this stuff, which I thought was funny. Well, that begs the question, were their weapons real? <laughs> no, I think, that? you know, I think, but if you see it happen, you're yeah. like, oh, gosh. That's interesting. <laughs> Look, if anything we learned in 2021, that's, what, that's why I'm asking. But I love his character, especially in this movie. I yeah. feel like we get to see the comedic side of, yeah. of this. There, so. His banter with Legolas is like the best top notch, <laughs> <laughs> but I think he did a great job yeah. in this, in this one. Uh, so Aragorn, who has become one of our favorite characters. Yes, by far. Uh, is played by, I think it's Vigo or Vigo. 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 Uh, Morrison, who, Okay. In these films, very attractive. Like, super attractive. Super attractive. There's one part during this movie where he, like, opens the doors after, like, being drowned. And, like, he's, like, very attractive. Did not age well. Yeah, you said that last week. And that just makes me sad. I haven't gone back and, like, looked him up yet. I think I just want to keep this image of him in my mind Yeah, just do that. Just do that. Um, He has been nominated for three Oscars um, for for leading roles in Green Book, Captain Fantastic, and Eastern Promises. But sadly, has never taken Mm -hmm. one home. Um, He actually replaced an actor named Stuart Townsend, who was... um, pegged for this role and had actually started shooting for this oh. film. And I don't know what happened. So he actually came in after filming had so he started. he not been Aragorn? Yeah. Oh my God. That would have been so sad. Crazy, right? <laughs> also, I've heard really good things about Green Book. I never watched it. Yeah. But um, I forgot that he was in that. Yeah. Uh, he actually loved his um, horse that he rode on so much during this movie that he ended up buying it. The one that like sits next yeah. to him. Oh yeah. my god! He bought him cute. and they flew him back to wherever he's from, Aww, <laughs> which I thought so was cute. really cute. Uh, so again, like I said, some of these actors went through some traumatizing things mm-hmm. during this. So there's a scene. I was actually watching it with boyfriend Ray, and there's a scene where he kicks a helmet, 
Okay. Um, and Ray's like, do you know that he broke his toes during that? And I was like, no way. And he did. He full on broke two of his toes when he kicked the helmet. Why did Ray know that? Who knows? Why does Ray know anything? Honestly. I know. Very Especially strange. about movies. He knows way too much about movies. I know. Um, there's also another scene during this film where he actually ended up breaking a tooth at one point. <laughs> oh and he had asked the crew to just glue it back on so they could finish the scene. Wow. So That's dedication. Like, Let's go. Also, do these people get workman's comp for these types of accidents? Or? I'm sure they sign a million waivers. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, and so lastly with him, he, there's a scene where he's basically floating in a river. And I, I guess when they were were filming there was a point where he was dragged underwater for several seconds and he actually ended up having to kick himself out from under a rock (laughs) and basically had to save himself if i'm him i'm like i don't think i'm gonna come back for movie three crazy (laughs) i was like this is not wow that's yeah impressive i know so loved him i thought he did a great job love his love this character yeah i said it last week he's my favorite character i mean like Let's be real. Samwise Gamgee is just well, like, yeah. the best, but Aragorn, like, <laughs> right. in all aspects, is a yep. perfect character. Uh, and then, so lastly, we couldn't not talk about this character, um, Gollum slash yes. Smeagol. is <laughs> uh, played by Andy Serkis, or his vo- he's voiced by Andy Serkis. And they did do some of the, um, I think he, some of his body movements mm-hmm. um, were he acted some of those yeah. or whatever but uh but anyways it's his voice we know we know him from black panther he was one of the bad guys in black panther oh, yeah. he was in star wars um war planet of the apes he actually has quite a big resume on him and he's one of those like understated guys you're like oh yeah i definitely know him he's also in 13 going on 30 okay <laughs> were you not gonna mention that yeah <laughs> Um, he was actually required to wear a wetsuit and flail, flail around in freezing water during reshoots of this movie to get some of the movements just right of Gollum. Wow. I'm like, can we just computer some of those, please? Like, it seems weird. Listen, they really wanted it to be authentic, I clearly. Mean, I guess so. And I feel like they did a good job they for, did. like, what it was at the time. Yeah. Well, and he, you know, obviously is such a big character in this film more so than the last one. He actually has one of the two prop rings of the Lord of the Rings. Mm. Um, Elijah Wood has one and he has one as well. Well, I mean, if, if there's two people that deserve them, it would right. be those two. <laughs> <laughs> um, his performance as Gollum in Lord of the Rings, the whole set is considered um, the top 10 of premier magazines, 10 greatest movie characters of all time. I could see that. I mean, it's, he's pretty iconic. Is he in the Hobbit too? Uh, yes, I believe so. So we will see him again. But yeah, great. I mean, I I can agree with that. But however, I mean, one of the best characters of all time. However, though, he was out of the running um, for any Oscar nominations throughout all of these movies, as well as with Planet of the Apes, because they were computer generated. That's so annoying. Yeah. But also, like, I get it. But also, that's still annoying. Right. They should just create a new category right. for people or, like, characters like this. Right. I can think of a few. Not right now, but I can. <laughs> yeah. So, I think that sucks. But yeah. it is what it is. He's fabulous. I and mean, we all know how great he is. So, yeah. even if he doesn't win an Oscar. For yeah. <laughs> this character is just so haunting. And I don't think Lord of the Rings would be what it is without this character. 100%. I mean, you ask anyone, or you go up to anyone and you say, my precious, and they know exactly what exactly. you're talking about right. or who you're talking about. Right. And if they don't, then they're going to think you're a real big weirdo. If they don't, they're probably Gen Zers who have never seen this movie. Yeah, it's <laughs> accurate. Very, very accurate. <laughs> All right. Time for who said it. Uh, your first quote is, none knows what the new day shall bring him. Oof. Gandalf. <laughs> 
Mm, Aragorn. Spoiler <laughs> alert, Gandalf is not dead. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, even the smallest person can change the course of the future. Gandalf. Mm. Samwise. Dang it. <laughs> Next one. I swear I read this whole one, I promise. <laughs> misery, misery. Hobbits won't kill us. Nice hobbits. Gollum. Yes. <laughs> Technically, sh- as Smeagol at this point, yeah. but yes. <laughs> Last one. It is a comfort not to be mistaken at all points. Do I not know it only too well? Gandalf. Yes, finally. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> <you>. <laughs> all right. Um, in line with our uh, casting hits and misses, mm-hmm. your t- options for F. Mary Kill are Legolas, Aragorn, and Gollum, which I feel like I pretty much gave you three really easy options, but... Curious to see what you're what you're gonna say. Okay, I'm definitely I have to kill Gollum. I mean, yeah, like that's he's just creepy. He's just creepy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I will. <sighs> I will marry Aragorn because you know he's a human, so <laughs> it probably you will mean work you out. Don't want to date an elf? Or I marry mean, an elf? No, I will go to Helm's Deep though <laughs> with Legolas. <laughs> Listen, if anyone can skateboard down a flight of stairs like yeah. he does. With one bow and, like, four arrows and kill, like, a zillion yeah. people. That's pretty impressive. Um, yeah. even, even so, I will also agree with you. Okay. You can't not marry Aragorn right. looking like that. I know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if we're going based on how they aged, I'm, going, I mean, I'm marrying Legolas. <laughs> you don't know how Aragorn aged. You know how Viggo Mortensen aged. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, like I said earlier, this... In the book, the the first part of the book follows the guys who left to go find the other two hobbits. Yes. So it's Aragorn, Gimli, who else is Legolas. In this? Legolas. Those are the three main ones. Right. And then Merry and Pippin um, find some new friends yes. during this book yes. as well. So it's basically their journey to try to track down mm-hmm. these hobbits. The second book is is Samwise and um, Frodo Frodo trying to get to Mordor. Yes, that place. (laughs) Um, So that is not how the movie goes. The movie jumps back and forth a lot. They actually took out one of my favorite scenes in the entire book, which I'm very sad about. I'm curious Um, to know. But we won't get there. So because I felt like the search for Merry and Pippin isn't really... It kind of becomes a a moot point in in this film i feel like like they kind of are like yes we're on our way but then they totally get distracted that's you know fair. what i mean that's so fair. uh but yeah we'll get to the point where i was kind of sad that they didn't get to okay. it but uh but so the movie starts off um and we basically have to relive gandalf quote-unquote dying mm-hmm. And we see him like flying into the belly of the beast off the, you know, caves. And, but we kind of get, you know, in the last movie, we see him falling and then we see the hobbits reaction and we move on with the hobbits. In this film, we see Gandalf falling and then we see him, what happens to Gandalf. Yeah. So yeah, so we, we see Gandalf grabbing the, a sword mm-hmm. and stabbing the monster and, basically defeating him but where did he get the sword <laughs> right he's always had a staff yeah so did it just like i don't know. turn into a sword I don't know. <laughs> but anyways i was like well this ended well for him i guess well i don't know what's worse because the movie starts with what we didn't want to relive which was right gandalf possibly dying whereas book two starts with 
Boromir dying, which right. we experienced at the end of movie Correct. one. So it's like both were bad scenarios on yes. like how to start. Yes. I feel like movie probably is a little bit more um, uplifting because you see yeah. Gandalf is actually That's alive. That's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so that is a good point to make because, uh, yeah, at the end of the first, you know, Fellowship of the Ring, Boromir is still alive. Right. And then we get that all over again yeah. in the second book so but um, good to know that it still stuck to what yeah. we saw in the movie just a yeah. little bit well different. and on the same note of that you know kind of how the last movie ended was you know Gimli Legolas and um Aragorn being like let's go find the hobbits yay like mm-hmm. rah 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 I felt like in the book when they were like well I guess we should Go yeah. see, like it was very nonchalant. Like I get, like it, in the movie they make it see, seem like this is our mission and that we have to go find these 100%. guys. And like in the book, it's like, okay, I guess we sh- should maybe, like yeah. maybe if we, well, if we have like, time. They're basically <laughs> like, mm, I don't really want to follow um, Frodo. It doesn't seem like he wants to be followed. So I yeah. guess we'll go save the other hobbits. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know which way is better, but that's how those are the differences yeah. in that. Uh, we then see Frodo right away in the movie. I was kind of okay. I was like, when I was reading the book, I was like, cool. We don't have to see freaking Frodo for half the movie. <laughs> N- not the case. Not the case. Not no the case. And, and honestly, we can even dive into this towards the end too, but like as a movie watcher, th- this is the right yeah, way to do it. Right. You it don't is. want like, an hour and a half of you sitting there watching God knows what happened to Aaron <laughs> right. and his, you know, buddies. You yeah. want to see a little bit of that, like back and yeah. forth. Which yeah. is, so I appreciated it. So we see Sam and Frodo and they're just basically venturing on yeah. and, but they're lost and they're basically just going in circles. They have no idea where they're going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we do then see that Gollum finds them or he's kind of been following them this whole time, but he finds them and he tries to get the ring. He bites Sam and he's basically kind of this, he's very much Gollum at this point yes. and is trying to get this ring. The way they get control of him is that they put this rope around him, uh, which, which does happen in the book. And it's like in the book though, they make it seem like it's like this magic rope that's burning him yeah. and whatever in the movie. It's just like a, this annoying rope. He doesn't want to be well, <laughs> involved and I think, with. I think in the or in the book at one point they're climbing the rope and it just like magically unties itself. too. Yeah. So like, was Gollum controlling it? And then they could like, it yeah. was very weird. The rope was a strange thing. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but he ends up, you know, swearing on the ring, his precious that he, if they take the rope off of him, he will be good. Yeah. I promise I will be good. And I promise I will take you to Mordor and the black gate. He's like, I will do this for you. So, Why would we ever trust him ever, it's a ever, great ever, point. ever, It's a great point. <laughs> uh, we now see Merry and Pippin and they're getting carried away by the orcs. Like, you know, sacks of potatoes, potatoes and potatoes (laughs) and pippin ends up leaving his brooch his like hobbit little leaf brooch it's called something yeah and he leaves it on the ground as kind of a clue hoping that the guys who are coming to find them will know that they've been there that was a smart move on his part so we now see legolas aragon and gimli trying to track down um these orcs and the hobbits because that's their you know new mission for whatever reason (laughs) um we also now see saruman uh building up his army he's building or he's burning down the forests and the villages just being a real real jerk (laughs) i want to stop down here because this happened in book one it's happening in book two could possibly happen in book three as well 
none of the Saruman scenes mm -hmm. happen in the book. Yeah. They're either talked about by other characters or really they're just kind mm -hmm. of created by the movie yeah. makers. I think it does add an element because mm -hmm. again, you're seeing it from a different perspective as opposed yeah. to just like the two groups that are kind of um, traveling or whatever. So I, like, I appreciate it. I just want to make note of that. Like there's no real like Saruman's point of view yeah. in the book. <laughs> yeah. So, we see, and you know, he's just basically trying to take over everything, which again, like you said, I feel like it brings it full circle and it kind yeah. of makes you understand more of what's actually yeah. going on. Um, we do see the kingdom of Rohan is basically collapsing at this point, which is one of like the big kingdoms in Middle Earth mm -hmm. that he is trying to take over. And that we, we're like inside like the castle or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and we see that Saruman has gotten to their king. He's like brainwashed him mm -hmm. or something where he's just no longer there. Yeah. He's just not okay. He looked like he belonged on Pirates of the Caribbean. He, like, he looked like uh, Orlando Bloom's dad's character. What's his name? Oh, uh... <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about with the barnacles. Bootstrap, bootstrap Bill Turner. Yes. <laughs> it was just like five barnacles short of yeah. looking like that. Um, and we, so we also see Mary and Pippin again being carried off by the orcs and they're making a, a point... Um, to mention that they can hear the trees making noises. Mm -hmm. So you're like, Hmm, I wonder what that could be. <laughs> uh, but we, en we then end up see um, the orcs and the goblins start kind of fighting amongst each other almost yeah. for whatever reason. Cause like they want to kill the hobbits, but some of them don't. So while they're fighting, uh, Mary and Pippin just crawl away. Yeah. <laughs> In the book, we get a little bit more detail. I think they're really like the, the struggle is like, what are we doing with these specific mm -hmm. hobbits? What are we doing? Cause we're supposed to be fighting the ring. Like that's right. our goal. So it's not so much that they just want to kill them to eat them. It's more of a, yeah. okay, we've gotten to this point. What are actual orders and who mm -hmm. do we keep alive and kill and right. all that good stuff? So now here in the movie is the first time we actually see the writers of Rohan who are, which I'm like, where? why aren't you guys helping <laughs> your poor king who is being brainwashed? But They were banished. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Like, oh, they're not banished in the movie or in the book. They're yeah. just banished in the movie. So, um, but they actually come to fight these particular orcs mm -hmm. that Merry and Pippin um, were with and they take them down. Yeah. They like, they know what they're doing. Also, so can we talk about like the head um, writer of the Rohan people? Oh, Cause yeah. he's pretty cute. He is His cute. Name's Aomer? Yeah, I'm assuming we're going to see him more in the next movie. Aomer. I'm thinking. Aomer? I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> um, so after the Riders of Rohan defeat this group of orcs, we then see them um, come into contact with Legolas, Aragorn, and Gimli, and they actually circle them and, you know, thinking that they might be mm -hmm. dangerous. Uh, but they end up telling them that, you know, they... They killed that giant group of orcs and no one's alive over there. Right. And at this point, the guys are pretty much certain that the hobbits were with that group and that they might be dead now. Right. Or are they? Or are they? <laughs> well, it's like, that's interesting that they, th and then they just kept going. Yeah. So I don't know if like that's where they were going to go anyway or yeah. they like, cause we'll get to it, but like they don't fully give up. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, but I guess like as a parting gift, I guess that they're like, well, do you guys like want these horses since you like killed your friends? <laughs> 
Um, cause you guys can get like around faster. So they end up giving them, uh, two horses. Whose horses are they? I have no idea. Are they the orcs? Cause the orcs don't ride. Do they ride? I, I don't know. I have know. no idea. <laughs> um, but they end up going over to like the burn pile of, of orcs and they find one of the hobbits belts. And so it's very dramatic cause yeah. they think that they are done. So, um, but we then see that Aragorn being the detective that he is, <laughs> can see that one of the hobbits crawled away into the forest. I was like, no way. Zero special powers. Zero percent. What are they, trackers? Like, I don't know. Well, he's a human, but he might have superhuman powers. Sure, sure. So at this point, they're thinking, okay, maybe they can be alive, which they are. Uh, So we now see Merry and Pippin in that forest that they were saying that they crawled away to. And they're climbing into the trees. And... Because they think that's where they'll find safety. Um, at this point, the trees start coming alive, <laughs> which is wild. Well, specifically one tree does. Yes, specifically one tree. And we see that uh, they end up killing like this goblin that's trying to chase them mm. as well. Uh, but we find out that the trees are alive and that they are actually called Ents. With the sound of music? Yes. <laughs> yes, the trees are alive. Uh, but in particular, we meet one of the Ents named Treebeard, who is kind of like, he's basically like Grandpa Groot the whole time. I was like, these are just a bunch of Groots. I didn't even like cross my didn't mind. Didn't cross your mind at Not all. even one time. Groot is, Groot is Groot. Groot is an, clearly an Ent. <laughs> Evidently. Now we know. No, because Groot only says Groot. He only says, I am Groot. These people talk. Um, Not people, trees. So the Ents have never actually heard of hobbits before. They've heard of like elves and everybody else. They don't know what a hobbit is. They think they're orcs at first, right? Yeah. And so... They basically are like, all right, well, we're going to take you to the white wizard because they're gonna, he will know if you guys are good or not. So at this point, we're like, who's the white wizard? I don't know. Well, you think it's Saruman. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because you're like, that's all, that's the only white wizard that's we've true. seen so far. That's very true. <laughs> uh, but so now we, now we flash over to Frodo and Sam and Gollum, and they're going through these, like, terrifying marsh like Mm -hmm. swamp and in the swamp is just a bunch of dead people yep it's very disturbing it's very creepy that's why i'm like why is this pg-13 or why isn't it um wasn't there a scene like this in harry potter yes i think so when they like go to the cave or something right aren't there like dead things in the water that grab them they're not people though that's true yeah these ones for the most part, kind of stay in the water yeah. until Frodo's an idiot and falls into the marsh. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, the heck, man? Frodo didn't claim to be a smart I'm like, we're just walking here. We're just walking here. <laughs> but anyways, Gollum actually ends up, or Smeagol ends up pulling him out and saving him from the marsh. It's important to note the distinction between Smeagol and Gollum, yes. right? Smeagol was Smeagol before he turned into mm-hmm. Gollum. He's like the nice version of himself. He's kind of got this like, bi- not bipolar, but like split no, personality situation yeah. happening <laughs> where Smeagol is like the the logical one. He sees reason. He understands what mm-hmm. the mission is. Gollum is like his evil stepbrother who's like, no, these people are out to get you. Mm-hmm. You need to like protect the ring. Yeah. And the ring is your top priority. And so like they're constantly battling with each other the <laughs> right. whole time. Just, well, and at this point, this is Frodo actually starts to see this. Mm-hmm. Um, they see him, you know, basically talking to himself, and he has a discussion with him about, 
you know, him being these two different personalities. Um, we also see during this scene that these big wraiths flying things are actually out looking for them as well. Yeah. So like these big dragon type things. That reminded me of Game of Thrones. Yes. I was like, oh, whoa, hello, yes. dragon. Very much so. Uh, so now we see Legolas, Aragorn, and Gimli. They're in the forest um, right near where the Ents are. And we see this beautiful white wizard approach. You can't, they can't see him Mm -hmm. and they actually end up shooting at him because they (laughs) don't know what's actually happening. But lo and behold, it is Gandalf who is now Gandalf the white, Gandalf the white, not Gandalf the gray. Right. (laughs) Well, and the reason that they're shooting at him again, similar to Pippin and Mary, they're thinking this is Saruman because again, he's the only white wizard that anyone's ever actually seen. Um, I wanted to make a point when um, Treebeard drops the the hobbits in front of, mm-hmm. we're assuming Gandalf as yeah. well. Um, that doesn't actually happen in the book. Mm-hmm. They just talk about Gandalf and the fact that Merry and Pippin assume he's dead, right? Because yeah. that's the last time they saw him. And Treebeard's like, no, like I know him to be Gandalf the White and he's very much alive. Yeah. <laughs> like, so they just talk about Gandalf. Gandalf is only seen by Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli. Right. So... But, so I guess is is the question now, because I'm very confused. So is he now Gandalf the White because he technically died and came back? I like, think so. Like, what was the transition think, here? Yeah, I think, I, I almost feel like he says that, doesn't he? Yeah, he says he came back to life. Yeah. So I think he died and then was reborn Great. as Gandalf the White. <laughs> um, he also now has a horse. Um, yep. Shadowfax, um, the lord of all horses, yeah. has found Gandalf and is now his horse. Yeah. So very beautiful. Um, in the book, which we talked about him really briefly, the king of Rohan, mm-hmm. King Theoden, um, gives Gandalf uh, shadow facts as a, as a mm-hmm. gift for all right. of his help. Yes. <laughs> so I guess here's the here's the best time to talk about it. In the book, we get this hilarious scene of Legolas, Gimli, and Aragorn actually finding the hobbits, finding um mary and pippin and it's so funny because they're so worried about them and they're like finally find them but when they find them they're literally smoking weed with the trees yeah and they're like where have you guys been they're like oh we're fine and they're like you're fine (laughs) like so things get a little like muddy here because like you mentioned they're sectioned into two books so at this point in the movie we have not seen what happens to get them to that point, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, But yeah, you're right. The only aspect of this scene that we see in the movie is at the end of the movie Mm -hmm. where they've just found like a stash of, I think, alcohol or something. And it was like uh, uh, knocking them back or whatever. But yeah, you're right. None of this is portrayed in the movie yeah which i was sad about (laughs) because i thought it was so funny in the book um we now see that frodo sam and Gollum have actually made it to the black gate and like the little hobbits they are sam ends up falling down this rocky hill and because and if frodo ends up falling he falls follows him down there and it's like it's like this giant gate i'm like there's no way you guys are getting in there yeah. like what was your plan here you're just gonna walk knock on the front door not like, to mention the giant army that's like walking by them correct <laughs> and literally frodo's like all right let's go and poor sam's gonna follow him and frodo is actually almost about to make a run for the gate and Gollum is the one who pulls me. He's like, what are you doing? Like, what? This is not going to work, you freaking moron. They would literally smoosh you like an ant. Right. 
<laughs> so, but Gollum tells him, he's like, don't worry about it. I know a different way in. Of course he does. So I think this chapter in the book is called The Black Gate is Closed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. it is closed. We are yeah. not going this way. 100%. So we now see um, we're back with Legolas, Gimli, Aragorn, and Gandalf um, are trying to go. They go to Rohan to kind of see what the situation mm-hmm. is there. And they're greeted by this man named Wormtongue, which actually... We get a lot more of him in the book, mm-hmm. like quite a bit more. He's actually, his real name is Grima or Grima, and that's what they use in the movie. Mm-hmm. They don't refer to him as Warm yeah. in the movie. So, and they go to talk to the king and they realize the king is not okay. <laughs> Things are not okay. And Gandalf even tries to release him from this spell that, that, the, um, that Saruman has on him. And he can't. Like, he's, well, he can at first, I guess I should say. Yeah. He, like almost i don't know it was kind of a weird he was trying to like exercise it out of yeah (laughs) um but he does end up getting he does end up succeeding and getting um saruman off of him um and the king basically comes back to life at this point i appreciated in the movie how they actually showed a scene of saruman getting like sucked back into his place in isengard Mm because they really brought it to life of like oh like his mind and stuff was like in the, the king's uh body and Physically, he was removed, I guess, for yeah. lack of a better word. Um, we also, there was this weird, which I I must have missed this part in the book. I don't know. In, in this whole scene, we we also find out that the king's son has also died. Yeah. And then there's this other, like, sketchy character there as well. Like, with the dark hair and... That's Grima. That's the worm tongue, isn't it? Oh. I think. Maybe. I got really confused on who everybody was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure point. those are the two those are the same person. Yeah. It's also important to know, like, obviously in the movie at this point, the the writers of Rohan have already mm-hmm. like gone on their way. Um in the book, Aomer, the the main mm-hmm. guy, who I think is um the king's nephew mm-hmm. or I don't know, somebody, he's actually still there. Yeah. And like they're still talking to him. He's still part of it. Like how I mentioned they weren't like banished. Yeah. In the book, he's very much still a part of Yeah. Rohan and helping out, which makes more sense. <laughs> which Rohan is like this little tiny town. Once you get into it, it's not that grand. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like the Shire. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so we see now they're trying to like talk to the king now, now that he's back to his senses, kind of like what they should do because they now know that the orcs are going to come and take over mm-hmm. this, over their town or their city or whatever it is. And so the king actually decides that he wants to, instead of fighting, like standing their ground and fighting, he wants to just evacuate everybody and get them out of there. Um, which they're like, all right. They didn't really like that idea, yeah. but they're like, all right, it's your village, whatever. Um, so at this point, everyone leaves to go head um to Helm's Deep because Helm's Deep is like this fortress that right. nobody is supposed to be able to penetrate. It's supposed to be very, very safe. Right. Um, and then while everyone is doing that, Gandalf leaves to try to head north to find the riders. Yeah. Because he's like, we're going to need them. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go like make peace. Well, and again, I mentioned that at this point, the riders are technically still there. So I think Gandalf just goes to find like, other people to come help. (laughs) I don't know. It's a little confusing. Yeah. (laughs) So now we are back with Frodo, Sam and Gollum. And at this point, I think Sam calls him a little stinker. (laughs) And I love that. Um, But Frodo wants to kind of help Gollum or he wants to help Smeagol. Mm. He wants to help, you know, get him back to who he used to be as Smeagol. And Sam being like, 
the realist is like, why? Right. Like, why are we doing this? Like, he's a lost cause. So Frodo's acting. In my notes, I literally have Frodo acting like a real bitch. I wrote, Frodo gets testy with Sam. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, get out of here. Like, oh, Frodo's the worst. He is. He's the worst. So anyways, um, Gollum and... (laughs) We see Gollum is fighting with Smeagol, you know, mm-hmm. with each other. And at this point, Smeagol actually tells Gollum to go away. Mm-hmm. He's like, go away. Get out of my head. You are not allowed here. So he actually becomes Smeagol for quite a while. Way to stand your ground, right. Smeagol. And you can see the difference. 100%. Know, he's got so, like, he's actually lovable when yeah. he's Smeagol. I'll be t- completely honest. Yeah. Like, I remember when I first watched these movies mm-hmm. thinking that, thinking like, okay, like, you you mean well. Right. You just have a demon inside yeah, of you. Yeah, exactly. It happens. It's all right. It's like uh, people I know. <laughs> I mean, at this point, he even brings Sam and Frodo rabbits to make to make stew. Wow. And he doesn't he want to make want stew. To. He just wants to eat the rabbits raw. And and Sam's like, okay, but we like need to cook them. Right. And he's like, it'd be real good with some potatoes or some taters. And he's like, what's a tater? And he's like, potatoes. <laughs> Such a great scene. That is a good so scene. So funny. So while they're kind of, you know, at their little base camp that they have right now, they end up seeing um, this dark army is like headed towards Mordor. And then we see them with these giant, what they call oliphants, mm-hmm. uh, which are just giant elephants. elephants yeah. um, <laughs> and, but we then end up seeing them get attacked by a bunch of men with arrows, which are the riders. Like, who are these people? I couldn't really figure it out. To yeah. being totally honest with you. Like even in the book, I wasn't, sure what was happening you you see arrows you assume it's the elves yeah but i don't know that it was the elves because they're pretty distinctive like you can yeah. tell well the only reason well maybe maybe we do know who it is people are probably rolling their eyes at probably. us probably because sam and frodo end up getting captured by these men right and that's where we meet faramir oh that's right so yeah oh duh yeah. yes it's Faramir. <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's the people from gondor yeah duh <laughs> those guys <laughs> sorry people we know what we're talking about <laughs> I swear. I swear. it's been like five days since i watched this um but anyway so now we see in the book actually we don't really get any of the other elves that i remember no they don't they never come Right. So in this, in this. <laughs> the only elf is Legolas. Yeah. That's yeah. So, but in the movie, they decide to add um, this dream. Aragorn has this dream about Ar- Erwin and mm. or Arwen. And he like, then like breaks, broke it off with her at one point. Like it seems so, un- this whole thing seems so unnecessary to me. Well, I think, and I could be wrong, but I think, I mean, every good movie has a love story right and like this is our love story and i think people probably liked the two of them in in movie one so they're like let's milk it a little and like put a little bit more it was just well and then they tried to bring like another woman into it and i'm like what is that like this is so unnecessary yeah because in the movie aon is uh, aon i don't know how you say it um it's who you're talking about who is uh king theoden's daughter niece somebody niece i think um they totally make her seem like the other woman or like the new love interest in the book i think they have like one conversation total right (laughs) like i said so unnecessary there's a lot in this movie actually that is added that was never in the book right which is interesting because i'll talk about you know the end yeah what my decision is but yeah so 
now back in real life, not dreamland, um, <laughs> we see that um, a scout has actually found the people of Rohan who are trying to escape and the org, the orcs have found them or the or wargs or whatever. I don't know who the bad people, the bad people. The, are they hordes? No, Horgs. that's not right. Horgs. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever they are. Um, and so they kind of end up fighting with Aragorn and all those guys. And at this point, um, Aragorn ends up falling off the cliff mm-hmm. with one of them as he like helps, yeah. you know, fight or whatever. And then we kind of, everyone's like, Oh, we think he just died. Yeah. And because they, well, one of the reasons I think they thought he died because in that dream or the flashback with Arwen or whatever her name is, he like, she gives him a necklace mm-hmm. and we, they find that necklace yeah. or they, whatever. I don't know. Fun fact. You know how I said a lot of this is like added. Yeah. This wasn't, this in the is book. not, this is not there. <laughs> um, but we do see now that the people of Rohan have made it to this fortress, mm-hmm. which I was like, I could definitely get in there. It's not a fortress. Like, clearly. It's, like, plain as day. Like, that looks like a fortress. Let's go there. Well, not only that, but, like, I'm pretty sure it's, like, crumbling right. as we speak. Like, like why don't we just so old. find a cave that is very inconspicuous and just go hide there? That sounds great. Yeah, it didn't seem like there were that many people either. No. No. Anyway. Anyways, we now see Merry and Pippin again walking with Treebeard. <laughs> just taking a ride. <laughs> Um, and then we also see, but they do see Saruman's army yes. from atop the tree, yes. which they're, they're like, like oh, oh crap. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, and now we also see that Aragorn is not dead. He washes up in the river and mm-hmm. this is where, um, he almost dies in real life right, right, <laughs> during right. this. Um, and a horse finds him. Isn't that his horse or no? Yeah. His horse. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. His horse. You said a horse. Sorry. I wasn't sure. His horse finds him. <laughs> That's why maybe he took him home. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, we now see... I don't, again, I guess this is a flashback um, of Elrond, like the the elf king, and is talking to Arwen about her choices, and she can either, like, stay and fight, or they can leave. We were laughing because because the elves have decided that they are leaving Middle-earth. Right. They're like, gotta go. They're like, we know a better place. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm gonna go. Like, we're like, yeah, I'm gonna go. Like, why would you choose to stay? Like, no way. Well, she does love Aragorn. So I could see why she wants to stay. Yeah, but she left. Well, (laughs) she decided to leave. Listen, if my dad tells me I'm leaving, I gotta leave. Yeah. (laughs) So she's gone. She gone. We now see uh, Sam and Frodo again. And they're with men of Gondor. I do have it in my notes right here. (laughs) This part was funny because we were... (laughs) We were watching the movie and Ray's like, you know who that is, right? And I go, well, yeah, it's, it's Faramir. And I was like, it took me... 0.2 0.2 seconds to figure out who he was in the book. He goes, why? And I was like, cause his name is literally Faramir and his brother's name is Boromir. <laughs> like, come on. Like we're going to get more creative here. I will say um, props to casting for finding someone who pretty much looks similar yeah. to Boromir. I yeah. Was like, yeah. You could totally be brothers. Right. <laughs> so at this point though, um, they tell Sam and Frodo that Boromir is dead because uh, if you remember, they don't know that. You mean he- Frodo and Sam tell him. Oh, I thought it was opposite. Oh, you're right. I am right. You're <laughs> yeah. totally right because they <laughs> yeah. weren't there when he they died. weren't there when right, Boromir that's right. died. That's right. So they talk about how they found like his boat that mm-hmm. they like sent him over that's the right. edge in and everything. So Sam and Frodo now know that things didn't go as planned. As planned. Yeah. So. At this point, you know, uh, Gollum is still following them, and 
there's a bunch of men who end up seeing Gollum drinking from the forbidden pool mm-hmm. and they want to kill him. They're like, there's no way we're keeping this thing alive. Like we're killing him. And Frodo actually talks them out of it. Yeah. And, but the sad part is, is that, you know, Smeagol is trusting the hobbits and he's, you know, trying to be good and be better. But at this point, Frodo's trying to get him to stop drinking out of this pool. So they don't hate him. Well, as he does it, the men end up capturing Smeagol and which then brings back Gollum. Who's like, told you so. Yep. Shouldn't have, shouldn't have trusted him. They betrayed you. Yep. So anyway, so tricksy they are. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) My precious. Um, but at this point they start talking about how they want the ring to go to Gondor for whatever reason. They're like, no, can we just go and do what we were going to do and get rid of this thing? Another thing that was added because they don't in the book, they're just kind of like, Oh, so like you're taking this ring and you have a mission. Okay, that's fine. Like be on your way. Yeah. Like they don't try to stop him. I don't know if he has like something to prove in the movie. Faramir does. Like he's like, mm. I have to take this back to my father. Yeah, it was very strange. <laughs> yeah. The whole thing is weird. Um, we now are back at Helm's Deep, the fortress, and Aragorn returns. This is that scene where I saw you talking about how he swings the doors open. He looks very good. Um, and he wants to fight. He's like, all right, we can hide here, but like. We also need to, like, fight these guys. Like, you know, it's going to be kind of hard, but mm. we need to do it. We also now see the Ents are starting to gather. And they kind of have their own mission uh, separately that they're trying to accomplish. And then now we're back at the fortress and we see, like, old men and boys are starting to, like, yeah. be recruited to fight. And I was like, this isn't going to end well. <laughs> um, but then at this point at the fortress, the elves actually show up to help fight. Which, which is the part that I was saying that's yes, not in the book. Does not. Only Legolas is there. <laughs> right. Correct. Um, so at this point, we kind of get two two battle scenes, sort of. Um, mm-hmm. We end up seeing the Ents um, deciding that they aren't going to go f- help fight at the fortress area. Um, but they want to actually go to where Saruman is mm-hmm. on the the tower that where he's hiding out, I guess. Yeah. They realize in which in the book, their decision is made pretty quickly. They, yeah. They're, they actually are never even approached by Mary and Pippin to help mm-hmm. at the fortress. They're just, um, their mission has always been to go to Isengard because, um, Saruman has been destroying their friends and family, their other, the yeah. other trees. And they're like, okay, we have, our mission is to destroy Isengard because yeah. he has destroyed our yeah. people. Yeah. So they take them out pretty quickly. <laughs> so that. Which that, makes sense because his army, Saruman's army is on its way to, mm-hmm. you know, deal with the other that's people. True. So he's kind of, um, what's the word? Weak, I yeah. guess, at his well, home and, base. Yeah, and Isengard is basically where he was, like, creating his army. Right. So yeah. it kind of, like, took out some of, like, the muscle in terms of him being able to make reinforcements. Oh, yeah, 100%. So. I loved that scene, though, cool. with, like, the water rushing mm-hmm. in. That was really cool. It was awesome. So, but back at the fortress, I literally just have battle commences. Yep. That's you know what I mean? Like, it, it was a really awesome fight scene. It lasted a very long time. It was really cool. My favorite part, I was telling you about how Gimli and Legolas are, like, keeping track of how many um, <laughs> yep. orcs they kill. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was, it was awesome. One thing I want to make m- mention of is, so I you read book first and then watched the movie? Yes. I did the opposite. Mm-hmm. I watched the movie first and then I read the book. I've always known the battle to be towards the end of the movie. Yeah. You're reading the book. It is yeah. at the end of 
part or book one, which right. is halfway through the Two Towers book. Right. So you're like, what? What yeah. did I miss? Yeah. Like, where's everything else? You, they haven't even gotten to Frodo and Sam at this point yeah. in the book. So it was very jarring to mm-hmm. like experience that like in the like in the book sense to me because this battle happens smack dab in the middle which of the is book. how you expect a story to go you know what i mean is like you have you're so, like yeah at least but, in movies but i mean realistically though these things are happening at the same time right. even in the book so yeah. that's why i said like i appreciate the movie for giving us like back and forth between mm-hmm. what was happening because otherwise you're thinking okay like this all happened and then the stuff with Frodo and Sam right. happened, right? So I don't know. I just that that was my take on it. I just felt like it was very like whiplash a little yeah. bit. <laughs> <laughs> so during the during the fight scene or the battle scene, we we do see Sam and Frodo um, at Gondor, mm-hmm. um, which is under attack as well at this yep. point. And Sam tells Faramir, like, "Look, like the reason your brother is dead is because of this ring." Yeah. Because he tried to get the ring and that weakened him and he ended up dying. Like, that's what will happen if you make us keep the ring here, right. you know? So, finally, they like, kind of come to their senses. <laughs> but now we're back at the battle at um, Helm's Deep. And at one, at one point, they're like, look, we're about to get taken over. Like, let's go out with a with a." With a bang, like, at least yeah. try. So the king, who hadn't really been fighting this whole time, had kind of just been overseeing what was happening. <laughs> yeah. um, he actually ends up, you know, deciding to come out to fight. So we see Aragorn, um, the king of Rohan, and Legolas end up riding out together. And they're just trying to kill as many people as possible at this epic. point. Um, but right at that time, we then see Gandalf up on the hill and the writers of Rohan show up and save the day. Yep. So In the book at some random peeps. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, and then we kind of get back and forth again with the battle over the Ents at Isengard, where we see the dam break mm-hmm. and all that kind of goes back and forth. Um, the movie. Speaking of that scene, just mm-hmm. the Isengard battle yeah. or whatever, that doesn't actually happen in the book. Yeah. Mary and Pippin just tell everybody after the fact. Yeah. So, like, again, a lot of things were brought to life that mm-hmm. were just kind of mentioned in, yeah. in the book. So, the movie ends basically with Frodo and Sam in Gondor. Frodo ends up fighting like this the thing that I, th- I thought was really funny about this whole thing let me just pause down for a second is <laughs> sam and frodo when they're like before they actually get captured by these gondor guys they like think they're doing really well yeah they think they've gone through so much they've gone through a lot of trauma they've fought a lot like they think they're doing so good and even though they so were much. lost for a while literally i'm like these other men are literally fighting to the death at this moment and you guys have done nothing like nothing you've just walked and eaten honestly so but anyway so we doubt we do see frodo at this point he actually ends up fighting something he fights and faces um one of those wraith dragon uh things i really i think i don't know about you but if the mother of dragons was on the dragon i'd be more terrified than yes, what was absolutely. On, actually on the dragon <laughs> absolutely also another point this also does not happen yeah. in the book <laughs> so sam ends up pulling you know him away from from the dragon thing and frodo ends up pulling a knife on sam and is just again Stupid. being a real bee yeah. you know literally uh, sam has been the most helpful with you know yeah getting lost and everything right. else in, in, keeping in that in mind but like why i get it the rings like 
taking over him. Yeah. But, like, relax. I know. So, at this point, Sam kind of talks to him, like, hey, you know, this ring is starting to affect you. Like, you need to hold on to what is still good in this life and what is left in this world, Mm -hmm. you know? So, like, you really need to hold on to this. Faramir ends up releasing them. And the movie ends with... Gollum um, plotting to kill Sam and Frodo. And that's how the movie ends. Before you get into what you're going to say, because the book ends very differently than the movie, I wanted to read this because I I read this on a website and I thought it was interesting. It says, it was clear clear to the writers from the beginning that the entire final sequence of this individual novel, uh, Frodo and Sam's encounter with the Shelob, um, would be more part of the third movie, not this one. Also, the confrontation with the defeated Saruman at Isengard was deemed to be too anticlimactic hmm. and was therefore moved to the third movie as well. Interesting. Um, this tactical movie meant the Battle of Helm's Deep became the movie's natural climax. I see. So to add to that, because it it goes hand in hand with what I'm about to say, I also read that they are basically like, if we had kept what I'm about to talk about Mm -hmm. that happens at the end of book two in movie two, there wouldn't have been much left for them to do in movie three. (laughs) Right. It it almost turns into Harry Potter uh, and the Deathly Hallows part one, which was like nothing. Right. Because they had to push everything to book two or movie two. So like, from a cinematic standpoint, I appreciate it. And I do mm. think, I mean, every good movie ends in a battle scene, right? right so, like, yeah. I appreciated that. But to go into what the, how the book ends. So speaking of the fact that, you know, book one and book two of Two Towers are different. After um, Helm's Deep's battle, Gandalf and the others actually ride for Isengard and mm-hmm. then meet up with Merry and Pippin, which we get mm-hmm. that um, lovely scene that you yes. <laughs> missed uh, at the end, which we don't see because they've kind of, the, the movie ends with the battle, right? Um, what we don't get in the movie that will be in movie three is after um, after Sam and Frodo leave Gondor, they're like back on their journey or whatever and they run into what's called the shelob which is a Mm. giant spider yeah oddly enough crazy never (laughs) seen a giant spider before um and i don't want to go into what Mm. happens because we'll obviously talk about it in movie three but the book ends with this confrontation Mm. with the shelob and realistically with sam thinking that frodo has died yeah um so that's how the book two ends um but like we've obviously talked about we'll get that in movie three yeah. and we'll dive into kind of like the specifics of that <laughs> when we get to that. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. So yeah, so that is it that for the most part for the second one. Yeah. <laughs> so this one's tough. I mean, I think we decided that last, the last one did stay pretty true to the book. This one is not as much. <laughs> yeah. Well, because they, like I said, they added so much mm-hmm. to the movie and thankfully they did yeah. because go ahead and ask me, but I'm sure you already know my answer at this point. Book or movie? Movie. Absolutely. 100%. I struggled through this book. This book, and we'll get into it with Karen reviews, but it was very much like, okay, like Fellowship of the Ring was like good because it set the stage, mm-hmm. you world, you know, the world building, all that good stuff. You know that book three has got to be good because it's like that's the culmination, right? Yeah. This was like that in between of like we don't really know what else to talk about, right. so we're just gonna like keep walking them across their yeah. journey and all that good stuff. The movie, on the other hand, which 
from my recollection when I first watched these movies, mm-hmm. the second movie is my favorite. Same with Boyfriend Ray. Yeah. And rightfully so, because the battle is incredible. Mm-hmm. The scenes with Isengard is, are great. They somehow made tree beard and like the trees actually interesting right. as opposed to in the book where it just drags. So like props to uh, Peter Jackson right. and, and the movie makers because this movie was so good. Yeah. <laughs> what so, about you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The I mean, I struggle through these. I'm struggling through these books as it yeah. is because it's not. It's just not my style. I get lost. I get distracted. Um, but hey, I, I did finish it. Good. Um, but yeah, obviously the movie <laughs> yeah. hands down because it was just, it was just boring. Yeah. It's just boring. And the, the main part, that battle, I was even like, at the end of it, I was like, wait, was there just a giant battle? Like, it was like I read, you know, I, it, it was hard to understand. It was to the point where I thought, did they battle before battling? But then I was like, no, this is Helm's Deep. Yeah. This is the battle. Yeah. And it just felt very anticlimactic in, yeah. in the book versus in yeah. the Yeah, so I'm very interested to see how this ends. So <laughs> we got one more. Yep. All right, that's it for this one. Make sure to hit subscribe on your podcast app. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us a rating and leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Boovie Girls. You can also email us at theboviegirls at gmail.com. And I just want to mention that we got our first, like, like um, comment or whatever tag on Twitter oh, from someone who listens to nice. us, which, like, I don't feel like people – well. Our listeners don't really use Twitter, but I just thought I it was don't. interesting. Uh, and she actually asked that we um, do the Joy Luck Club, oh, which we've okay. talked about. Yeah. I know we talked about that on our Crazy Rich Asians yeah. episode. So we may do that um, sometime soon. Anyway. Awesome. Um, and like we said earlier, we are on Patreon. Um, so if you want to uh, you know, get access to our bonus content, you just go to patreon.com forward slash the movie girls to sign up. What are we doing next week? All right. We're ending it off. I mean, let's go do something else. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, we are doing The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. The culmination. Here it comes, guys. Here it comes. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. And remember, don't judge a book by its movie. Bye. Bye.